Watership Down podcast is intended for listeners who are familiar with the plot. There will be spoilers. This episode is scripted, recorded, edited and narrated by Newell Fisher. Hello, and welcome to the Watership Down podcast episode 133, in which we will be looking at season 1, episode 11 of the TV series, and episode 11 of the series overall, Lost. I'm still showcasing Watership Down themed art, details in the notes. Please let me know if you'd like your Watership Down themed art to appear as the podcast title image for an episode, with full credit given. And watch out for a fine example of such art in next week's episode. I'll say no more for now. Anyway, what's Hawkbit up to now? Season 1, Episode 11 Lost The 11th episode of the Watership Down TV series was first broadcast in the UK on the 7th of December 1999. It was written by David Finlay. There will be a link to the full episode on YouTube in the notes. In episode 131, I made the mistake of saying that we would not hear from Ephrafra again for four episodes, completely forgetting their involvement in this one, so that should have been three episodes. However, the Warren of Ephrafra, as well as Woundort himself, do not appear in this episode at all. As the episode opens, we see Hawkbit moving through the new cavernous Warren. Is he supposed to still be in the part of the Warren dug by the new arrivals on the down? Or have they broken back through into the section where the weasel was trapped in episode 2? As he enters a tunnel, he hears a strange wind. We see green plants growing underground, which seems unnatural. Moving towards the sound, suddenly the ground cracks open in front of him. An eerie bright light spills through this crack and a howling wind fills the air. And then the ground begins to shake as it opens up further in front of the terrified Hawkbit. He turns to run, only to be confronted by a huge shadow on the wall behind him, a rabbit-shaped shadow, which is being seen by a rabbit with a bright light source behind him. He whispers that it is the black rabbit of Inlay. The roof begins to collapse and Hawkbit, cowering and terrified, is surrounded by dust. Above ground, Dandelion and Pipkin are playing bobstones while the others spectate. Dandelion, who has won, says he fancies the idea of being Watership Down Bobstones champion. This provokes a good human challenge from Bigwig. The banter is interrupted by Hazel, who has spotted Hawkbit emerging above ground and looking very disturbed. Dandelion says he looks like he's seen the Black Rabbit, which Hawkbit denies. Fiverr says he is covered in dust, which he shakes off. The resulting collective coughing fit ends the conversation, and Bigwig orders his Owlslaw on to wide patrol. Hazel says they will be along in a minute. Both he and Fiverr talk to Hawkbit further, who tells them he has discovered something very strange. They move underground to investigate, Fiverr seeming the most hesitant. Hawkbit says he heard something strange as he was coming above ground. As he speaks, he hears it again. They follow him in the direction it came from. Blackberry has warned to stay away from this part of Warren as she fears a cave-in. Hawkbit says she has a point as he indicates the hole in the floor that light and wind are spilling through. As they look into the hole and the wind intensifies, Fiverr sees something frightening behind him. And then the ground shakes again and cracks open under Hazel and Hawkbit, who fall into the hole. Fiverr tries to save himself but falls as well as dust fills the air. 
Above ground, the usual farcical manoeuvres are underway as Bigwig trains his Owsler. Some way off, an Ephraim wide patrol that looks like it knows what it's doing is moving through long grass. Vervain orders them to move slowly and soundlessly before telling Campion that they will find Bigwig this time or Woundwart will have his hide. The last time he encountered Ephrafa, Vervain had been proven 100% correct about the infiltrator Bigwig and Woundwart had been utterly humiliated in the subsequent escape. Vervain is clearly now in the ascendant and the focus has moved to Bigwig rather than the enemy Warren. Campion responds that it is Vervain who needs to keep quiet. He knows how skilled Bigwig is. This may be the case, but as a trainer you could argue this Bigwig leaves a lot to be desired. Back on Watership Down, the training continues until an exhausted dandelion persuades Bigwig to begin the Bobstones Championship. Bigwig agrees, then wonders where Hazel had got to. Underground, Hazel, Fiverr and Hawkbit have landed in a big cavern. They can see no way back up to the Warren, and Hazel suggests staying put for now until Bigwig notices they are missing. Hawkbit says they need to start trying to find a way out. Hazel says that isn't wise. As a side note, it bears repeating the water, Watership Down is set, at least originally, on Chalk Downland, where you simply do not get cave systems like this, as chalk is far too soft and porous. But I'm fighting a losing, losing battle as far as geological consistency goes. Let's face it, chalk is boring, at least as far as children animation is concerned. As a side note to the side note, you can get extensive cave systems in limestone. These cave systems are called potholes, though this term strictly refers to cave systems that are mainly vertical. Mind you, given the amount of falling that happens in this episode, that is quite appropriate. Chalk is a softer form of limestone, and I have heard that the linguistic distinction between chalk and limestone is a little less distinct in some other languages, in particular French. Could this be a part explanation for its representation in this series? Or am I just being typically English by trying to blame the French? Anyway, above ground they have realised the three rabbits are missing. Dandelion says it must be the black rabbit, to which Pipkin adds he ha always takes them in threes. Dandelion punctures this superstition by adding that he sometimes takes rabbits in pairs, or even ones. Bigwig tries to calm the panic and suggests an initial search, but Dandelion doesn't want to go into the burrows if the black rabbit is hanging around. Bigwig says he should be more worried about him. Back underground, Fiverr is worried that they must be where the weasel ended up. He wonders if they should try to find a way out. Hawkbit says they should do what Hazel says and wait, add, adding acerbically that what happens, happens. Above ground, the initial search is over. They now need to search underground. Bigwig takes charge, especially of Dandelion and Pipkin, who are definitely the cowardly clowns of this episode. Underground, Hazel is sniffing the air by some tunnel entrances and realises there is fresh air coming in. He decides on a change of tactics and they set off down a tunnel he senses is the best bet. The Afrafrican patrol continues. Campion tells Vervain that they picked up tracks that disappeared by the stream and is rebuked for the good those will do. He knows the outsiders are near. Then Campion sees a shadow on the ground and they see Kihar above them. Campion orders the patrol to hide in the grass. I'm not sure how effective that would be from the air. Kihar speaks to Camera, saying he has gone the wrong way. His tone suggests he is okay with that. Is he deliberately misleading the Ephraphans? On the ground below, Vervain says they should follow him as he could lead them to the outsiders, but Campion thinks he wouldn't be that stupid. Vervain says all goals are stupid, 
but we know better, and so does Campion, who shakes his head. But Vervain is in charge now. We see the wide patrol moving off towards woodland, in the exact opposite direction of Watership Down, which is close by. Seriously, with Ephrafa that close, how long can the Warren on the Down stay hidden? Back on Watership Down, the search for the lost rabbits continues underground. Blackberry seems to see green colouring on the walls of a run and stops to consider. Nearby, Bigwig sniffs the air. They meet in a large chamber with Pipkin and Dandelion, who claims to be strategising when challenged by Bigwig. They are clearly both scared and ask to search together. Bigwig, in a rare moment of sensitivity, says he knows they are scared, but they need to use that fear to stay alert. Fear can make you stronger. But yes, they can search together. Kihar's voice calls out from above, saying he has important mitillary information. Bigwig tells Blackberry to take over. She says she doesn't think Hazel et al are down there. Bigwig says it is looking that way. There must be a sensible explanation. Above ground, Kihar excitedly tells Bigwig he has seen the Ephrafa very close by. Kihar is loving the fact that they hid when they saw him, but Bigwig points out that this might just be because they didn't want him to see something, such as their having captured the lost rabbits. With that flash of inspiration, he sets off in the direction of Ephrafa, with Kihar in tow. Far underground, Hazel, Fiverr and Hawkbit are still moving along the tunnel that seemed to be the, a source of fresh air. The smell intensifies, but now Fiverr is having a vision. He senses a black space below and warns Hazel not to move forward. But Hawkbit is getting impatient and nudges Fiverr forward, nearly causing him to fall down a pit that he has just warned Hazel about. Hawkbit, who is having a severely bad day, is becoming a liability. He shouts that there is a way out ahead, but Hazel says they have to go back. Hawkbit is going into a panic, and it po is possibly pre-Tharm. He runs ahead of Hazel and Fiverr, dislodging a rock they have to dodge. Hazel says he has let Hawkbit down and he is frightened, but Fiverr reassures him. They run after Hawkbit. They cannot lose him. In another demonstration of how close by Ephrafa is, Bigwig and Kihar are already at the ruined stone bridge on the test where the rabbits previously escaped on the boat. Two Ephrafan Alsda thugs are standing guard. Bigwig jumps out into plain sight and says he hears they are looking for him. Kihar looks on in disbelief. One of the Alsda tells Bigwig he betrayed Ephrafa, insulted General Woundwort and kidnapped their people, and insight into the Ephrafan mindset. They are taking Bigwig in. Bigwig responds that they need to fight if they mean to fight, not talk, and launches himself at them. A shocked Kihar sees him pin them both to the ground by their throats. He warns them not to move unless they want to see the Black Barrier of Inlay, then demands to know if Ephrafa has taken any prisoners. One of the Ephrafans promises him they have not. In fact, he promises by Owlsler's honour, which may actually mean something in Ephrafa. But how much should you value a promise made to what you see as a traitor? Bigwig tells them to run along and tell Woundwort his Owlsler isn't worth an acorn. Kihar thinks he is even in even more trouble now. Nearby, Bigwig emerges from long grass and meets the Ephrafan Wide Patrol face to face. Vervain says, take him. Bigwig runs. Dandelion and Pipkin have reached the tunnel where Hawkbit saw the Black Rabbit. Pipkin says that if fear makes you strong, he must be very, very strong. Deeper underground, Hawkbit is still running in blind panic. He enters a tunnel with crystals hanging from the ceiling. Well, you can find quartz in chalk, but not in the form of crystal chambers. 
In his panic, Hawkbit sees multiple reflections of himself up ahead and cries out before colliding with a large hanging outcrop of crystal, smashing it. At last he seems to have gone tharn and cowers in fear. Hazel and Fiverr catch up with him as Hawkbit says they are never getting out. Hazel has had enough and shouts at Hawkbit to get up. Even he is reaching his limit. Fiverr intervenes, telling Hazel to go ahead. He reassures Hawkbit that they will get out if they believe they can, just like they believe they would find Watership Down. The vulnerability that underlies Hawkbit's character is revealed, as he says Fiverr can see, can see tomorrow, and Hazel is never afraid, but Fiverr assures him he is. Hazel is afraid he has let them down, that Hawkbit has lost faith in him. Still trembling, Hawkbit follows Fiverr. Dandelion and Pipkin has found the hole in the floor in the tunnel with the light spilling through it. How can light be coming through a hole that leads to another underground space nowhere near the outside, as we now know it does? But then again, how is there any light in these underground scenes? In the novel, it is made clear that all the scenes underground take place in pitch darkness, but this simply doesn't work on film, so light becomes, I guess, a shorthand for a rabbit's heightened senses, and the 1978 film is just as guilty of this. However, the light spilling through this hole is definitely actual light, as earlier it cast a shadow, scaring Hawkbit into thinking he had seen the black rabbit. Casually, Pipkin looks up and sees the shadow of a rabbit on the wall behind it, Dandelion. He whispers to Dandelion, who glances back, sees the shadow, and yells, Run! Bigwig hides behind a log, which Vervain jumps up on, saying Bigwig is trapped between them and the river. He hears Kihar, then looks down, seeing Bigwig, who runs. Kihar knocks Vervain off the log, but the rest of the Wire Patrol are already in pursuit. The three lost rabbits enter a chamber containing vegetation and an underground stream. It is beautiful. Fiverr is impressed with the way Frith hides beauty in the strangest of places. Hawkbit says he cannot have made this just for them. Fiverr replies that he made the rest of the world for them, so why not this? A gentle rendition of the Bright Eyes theme plays. Hawkbit's spirits are lifted. If Frith meant them to find this place, then he must mean them to get out to tell about it. Hazel can smell a river and vegetation. There is sunlight here. Excitedly, they follow the stream. Blackberry and Primrose have joined Dandelion and Pipkin at the light hole. As Blackberry looks into it, Dandelion sees the black rabbit again behind her. But of course, Blackberry works it out immediately, demonstrating how the so-called black rabbit moves in exactly the same way she does. Dandelion says, embarrassed, that his imagination runs away with him, being a storyteller. The two does realise that the lost bucks must have fallen through the hole. Blackberry says they have to dig a passage down to the chamber below. So, is this cave system rock or earth? Or does Blackberry just have the digging claws of the black rabbit of inlay? Hazel, Fiverr and Hawkbit can see an entrance ahead with daylight clearly visible. Hazel says one of them should scout ahead in case there is a waterfall. Hawkbit says it is his turn to be brave and jumps in. The Warren can't afford to lose Hazel. He may have confronted a cat before, but facing the unknown is the real challenge. And with that, he swims downstream. Bigwig is running along a small stream that presumably leads to the test. From behind a screen of hanging water vegetation, he hears Hawkbit shout at him to hide behind the screen, and just in time as the Afrafans arrive. Are we missing a scene here? The one where Hawkbit finds out what is at the end of the cave before seeing Bigwig? Nar narratively, that would have worked better. Bigwig, from just inside the cave, hears Campion say they've lost him and runs on. 
Vervain parts the weed and sees a stream emerging from a tunnel, but no bigwig. He says it is impossible and orders the patrol to spread out and find him. But for some reason, it doesn't occur to him to look into the tunnel the stream emerges from. The tunnel that leads directly to the warren they are looking for, the existence of which he now knows about. Technically, Vervain has just found the enemy warren, but his obsessive focus on Bigwig seems to distract him. Bigwig has found the ledge where Hawkbit jumped in. He seemed unsurprised to have found the very rabbits he was looking for. Hazel says they will wait until dark, then make their way home. Bigwig asks them how they found this place. Hawkbit says they just had to believe hard enough. It is night time, and they arrive back on Watership Down, greeted by Kihar. But the warren is empty. Further underground, the search party have broken through into the lower chamber, and Primrose has found the trail of the lost rabbits who appear above. Dandelion asks them what they are doing there. They are meant to be being rescued. Sometime later, they are all in the lower chamber watching Dandelion and Bigwig play bobstones. Fiverr says they were alone and terrified there not so long ago, and now it is part of their warren. And, Hazel adds, they now have a secret way to the heart of Ephrafa as we see the screen of vegetation at the end of the tunnel. Dandelion guesses Bigwig's Bobstone's cast, and Bigwig generously declares him Bobstone's champion. They all celebrate in the newly discovered chamber, now part of the Warren on Watership Down. Is it canon? In episode 118, in which we look back over Tales for Watership Down, having finished the book, at 7 minutes 25, Leah Michaela speculated that the river the rabbits discover in this episode might have been inspired by the mysterious secret river in Ephrafa described in chapter 12 of the book. It is an intriguing thought, as Tales was published only three years before the series was first broadcast, and this may have coincided with its development. As the series involves such an expansion of storytelling, Richard Adams' sequel would have been a natural place to look for such inspiration. Because this podcast is now not so much about the original story as it is about the chain of inspiration that it set off, one Watership Down-based work being inspired by previous versions and then in turn inspiring subsequent versions, whatever one may think of those versions. It is, in the light of the above, especially interesting how the newly discovered cave system under the Warren on Watership Down is presented as being rather magical in character, when there turns out to be no magic and no black rabbit of inlay in it. We will return to this theme in subsequent episodes. So, definitely not canon in the strict sense I have defined it, but definitely an interesting episode of the series, and one in which the standard of animation, to my unqualified eyes, improves considerably. Next time, in one of my favourite episodes, two enemies have to work together in order to escape from a horrifying and unfamiliar member of the Allele.